Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. This is episode 107. Today, we're talking about train smarter, not harder. Or train harder, not smarter. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Kieran Lefebvre. I'm joined by my co-host, Adam Childs, black belt, owner, operator, Line Sydney. Wicked, wicked word. If you've got your coffee, how are you, Kieran? You'll I'm be good. better once you get that in your face. Mate, I need coffee deep in my face. Why? You didn't even train last night. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. <laughs> cool out, son. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I certainly did not train last night, and I don't think I'll be training today either. Yeah, or tomorrow. Yeah, quite maybe Friday. We'll see. Quite sore, your little back. Yeah, no, my, my neck. I've I've got uh, I've got a neck issue. This is like, I mean, I've been really lucky well, with you're injuries. Clearly, not training smarter. I'm not. I've I've been very <laughs> lucky with injuries uh, over the last two years that I've been training. Two years. By the time this so, releases, is it in your calendar? Is yeah, it? Yeah, two years. I bet it. Well, actually, I know it's in it's your calendar. It's fucking easy by calendar. Yeah. You know, it's September 2020. I was talking to some. Who was I talking to? Someone, someone in the gym the other day, and uh, you came up, and and I was like, "Did so I?" Oh, I said, <laughs> "I said, yeah." I said, "Kieran's super organized, whether it's influenced from his time in the military or yeah. not." But I said, "Kieran's entire life is in a Google Calendar. Yes. He can tell you what he was doing on two p.m. Friday seven years ago, or whatever. You know, it'll be in his calendar." Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. it stretches back at least seven years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually can. I like Akiran's not even like, he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what are we chuckling about? I don't get this. Yeah, sure. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's like I said to, uh, we have this new guy in the gym, Mazin. He's a young guy, like 18 yeah, like ish, Mazin. I think. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, j- he's just moved over from Egypt with his family. Oh, cool. And his English is really good. So I tried to make a joke with him. And the reason I'm pointing out his English is really good is because there was no lost in translation, mm-hmm. right? And I just jokingly was like, hey, Mazin, man, like, uh, you know, I'm convinced that. It's a big conspiracy. All you Egyptians, you actually know how the pyramids were built. You just don't share it with the rest of the world. And he just looks at me and he's like, no, nah, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he does know. <laughs> he fucking does know. You're under yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what someone who knows would say. <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm not going to look at him the same. Mazin, you have secrets, my man. Uh, uh, Mazin's cool. Yeah, but your neck's a bit jacked. Yeah, dude, it's fucked. So I saw Nick, the physio, and uh, he said- I think we shouted him out the other episode. We did. I told uh, him that we shouted him out. Oh, uh, did like, you? He's what? like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was oh, unfazed. Cool. Yeah. Fuck you, Nick. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, He'll care legend. now. <laughs> yeah, you bastard. No, Nick's cool. So I saw Nick, and I was, I'm worried about it because it, it feels deep. You know what I mean? It's not muscular. It feels like- When I was explaining to people, I'm like, dude, it feels- it's in my spine. It's, it feels, feels like it's in my spine. Like it, it's joint related. And that's exactly what he said. He said, yeah, it's joint related. You have uh, clearly an inflamed uh, neck joint and it could be some form of inflamed disc. Um, but, you know, don't stress about it. It's not bad enough that I want you to get a scan. We're just going to work on it, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was asking about training and, he, and he, he's the type of guy that, man, he'll let you train on pretty much anything. He's like, mm. yeah, just go for it. Fuck it. Like as long as it's not over a, a four or a five in pain, you're good to go. Like he's really good like that. Uh, and he said, for this one, no training. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, dude, like the other night, I probably shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but I smacked some codeine just to go to sleep. And Is codeine's legal. Yeah, but only prescription. But I have like a leftover prescription. Yeah. Like, it's probably expired, man. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. So I'll smack it like codeine down. And, and, and man, it is, it's probably one of the most, no, I'm going to say it's the most painful injury I've had from jujitsu thus far, like hands down. Yeah. It right. is the most painful. Um, I, yeah, well, it's fucked. I, I don't know if you remember a little while back I had, um, was it, I can't remember how I did it, but remember I had this, uh, weird lower back pinch thing and I, and remember, yeah, I, I probably you, would you have like mentioned deadlift to, Ollie or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I think that's yeah, where it you came tried from. to I drag to, him. Yeah, like you know when you get too close to the wall or yep. something, and maybe you're trying to pass someone's guard, and you just kind of grab their ankles and drag them. Yeah, and like like my lower, I, I was like, oh, I'm out, you know, whatever. And uh, old man Adam throwing yeah, out his I, back. <laughs> I was in so so much pain, like like I couldn't actually. It wasn't to be honest. It wasn't that bad during the day and whatever. But mm. when I would lie down to go to bed, like I I, I couldn't sleep. It would wake me up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I would be, you know, at three in the morning on on the floor next to my bed, trying to get in a comfortable position or roll on a trigger ball or something. Yeah, dude. And I remember it was so strong. I also had leftover um, 
Andone and Oxy. Oh, you and got codeine. the good stuff here. Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> bragging about fucking Panadine Ford. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah Oxy, fucking CBD oil. Yeah. <laughs> so I had all these this stuff left over from my the surgeries I had at the end of last year. Yeah. That you know, post surgery, the pain wasn't that bad. I I think I don't think I even took Panadol or like your regular over the counter paracetamol aspirin for yeah. international listeners. Like. uh Anyway, so I had these left over and I remember my back was so sore, even taking, you know, endone and, and codeine and that. Still bad. Uh, yeah, I still couldn't sleep. That's bad. Know? And when you have that sort of pain that you can't, it's like a toothache, right? Like you, there's nothing you can do that just can go get away. to it. Mm. You know, when it's, whereas it's muscular, of course, you can have very bad muscular pain, but sometimes you can find a position or yep. a stretch or something that buys you some yeah. relief. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, you're I mean, on. Yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. You're on so the codeine. It's all good. Yeah, it's all it's good. Okay. You it's got, all good, baby. Yeah, like a little bit of time before class we'll starts. Out. You'll be fine. But uh, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm. I'm gonna look it to see if I can train Friday and probably next week. But I'm. I'm. Regardless of whether or not it's still there next week, I'm coming in. I'm gonna drill. I'm gonna. Was do some this stuff. from? Was this? Immediately after the nah. wrestling class. So I think that it inflamed it. So I've had like. I think this has been a progressive thing. Like I've had, you know, a couple of niggles in the neck, like, oh, fuck, you know, it's a bit sore, but it's fine. I uh, just roll it out sort of thing. Um, but after the wrestling class, it got way worse. And then after the lunch class on Monday, for whatever reason, like I didn't even do anything in the lunch class. So just regular rolls, like nothing crazy. I didn't get, my neck didn't get cranked. I didn't get subbed or anything like that. Um, but after that, it was like the pain just went to a 10. And I came to the evening class and it was still there. And I was like, nah, I can't, this is fucked. This is really, really bad. So I don't know, between like Thursday and the Monday, something happened around that time where it was just like, nah, this is real bad. And now it's, it's hammering me. So yeah. Right. Anyway. Well, you should probably train smarter. I should. And speaking of training smarter, I did want to share a story about uh, one of the a brand new white belt. Yeah. That so just hang joined on, our gym. Well, before we go into the anecdote, just to, just to round off the intro. All so, right. we're, yeah, <laughs> so we're essentially taught, you know, that's the old uh, saying, right? People say, tr- you know, train smarter, not harder. And that's mm. what we're pretty much going to banter on about today because mm. uh, I don't think it's as simple as that. Mm. And, you know, before we started recording, Kieran was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to disagree with you. Mm. And I was like, well, good, because you're a moron. Yeah, well, fucking come, <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> let's, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go with your little bitch neck. Yeah, I'll take you. You would take me. You take me. You take me everywhere. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, this story is funny. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. So, um, all right. Lucas is, shout out to Lucas. He's a brand new white belt, young guy. I don't know how old he's, but like, I don't know. He's a teenager, I think, early 20s, something like that. Young dude, whatever. It was his third session training. And um, he just so happened to be partnered up with me. It's the first time he's seen me, first time he's met me or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I knew he's new. So like, oh, how long have you been training? Oh, he's like, oh, this is my third session. And then he goes to me, I shit you not. He goes, don't go easy on me. Like, I don't want you to go easy on me. <laughs> because he had said to me, right? That's not the end of Kieran's story, by the way. Uh, he had said to me, because in his first ever class, I wouldn't say he was thrown in the deep end, but it was maybe more of a... Uh, physically demanding class mm. than his second class. Cause mm. his second class, it was just a lot more drilling. Mm. And there, I think maybe there was like one specific round at the end. Cause as you would know, mm. every class is different and mm. I keep my, my teachings very diverse, you know? So obviously, yeah, if you're doing a competition class, it'll always be a competition class. If you're doing a fundamentals class it will always be fundamentals. But you know, sometimes if you're doing like an all levels class or something, sometimes there's more drilling, sometimes there's less, sometimes there's more roles, sometimes it's specific training, sometimes it's not like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And after that second class, he had said to me, oh, you know, is it always like that? You know, the first class was a bit more, you know, I kind of like just a bit more of that going hard. And I was like, yeah, that's all good. But you know, there's like, there's a lot to learn. It's very easy to get injured when you just thrown straight into doing 10 minute rounds or whatever. So, you know, some classes it's way more drilling others. It's not, you know, depends on the time, the day, which class you're turning up to blah, 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 blah. And I said, but it won't always be like that, like an hour of drilling, you know? Mm -hmm. So he was like, Oh, okay. You know, good to know. It was almost like he was coming to me saying, have I turned up to the wrong class? Cause you know, he's a young dude. He wants to get after it. He wants to fucking like get in there with the boys and like fucking get after it. You know what I mean? I could see that in his eyes. So back to you, he he was partnered up with you. Yeah. He partnered up with me, like didn't know me. 
and was like, oh, yeah, don't go easy. I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm like, all right. <laughs> and this was, no gears, so yeah, this was no, no gears. Yeah, no gears as well. So there yeah, weren't, we're any, and weren't any grips to slow things down. No, nah, man. There was and nothing to, how to down. go for Lucas. I didn't go hard on him. Like, I just want to put that out there. If I went hard on him, he probably wouldn't come back. But I was like, all right, I'm just going to sub him like as many times as I can in like three minutes and then see how he feels. <laughs> so I think I got him like around five or six times. And then by the end of it, he was just tapping to nothing. Like he was, he, he just didn't want to buy it. And then like halfway through the roll, it was like a five minute roll. So he's like, all right, we can, we can go easy now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good. I thought so, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's not like, you know, we don't have a culture in the gym where it's like, oh, beat up the new no, guy. not at all. We don't have that culture not at, at all. all. So, you know, I know that that wasn't like, you went, okay, I'm going to bash this dude. No, not, not even. Know, uh, I mean, I had a, a white belt, you know, Mikey, the older guy, yeah, older-ish, yeah. you know, like yeah. in his mid forties or whatever, you know, he's super keen and he was like, he, we had our first role together a while ago and he's like, all right, ads, bring it, let's go. And I was like, Mikey, you you're not, to bring I it, said, bro. you're not ready for that, no. you know? And I don't know, I just tapped him like, I don't know, a few times or whatever. Yeah. And he went home to his wife and his kids train as well. And yeah. he, he's like, oh my God, you got murdered. You know, yeah. he destroyed me. I was like, I wasn't even trying, Mikey. There's level, <laughs> you know? there's level son. But, um, but yeah, 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 Lucas is super keen and it's not like from that, little air quotes bashing mm. he, he he didn't come back like that's what he wanted yeah, right yeah and it was, what yeah, he, what it he was a for. respectful let's go hard yeah thing. yeah and i remember like the from the first clinch he was like fuck you're strong I'm like bro <laughs> <laughs> bro you, you just wait like you don't know what's coming uh, yeah oh it's good times good times um so training smarter not harder mm. what do you think about it i think do you that- think it's as simple as that phrase that's a good question. No, I don't think it's as simple as like, you know, only train, you know, with a with a spreadsheet and a, you know, scientifically memorized fucking training protocol and, and all that good gear. But I think that the train smarter, not harder is a in, in its essence, taking it on surface value. I, I agree with it. Yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, because if you flip it and you said train harder, not smarter. Yeah, it would that's, sound ridiculous. I mean, that, that, that sounds, you know. Yeah, exactly. Sounds ridiculous. But uh, I think some people take it too far the other way with being thinking, oh, train smarter, not harder. So it always, they just turn it into this, almost like this theoretical puzzle or whatever. And it's all about, like you said, the spreadsheets and doing this and that and X amount of repetitions of this. Sometimes you need to get after it. Nah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, you you have to train smart, but even, even that alone, what does it mean to train smart, right? Well, it could be, you could look at it lots of different ways. Training smarter could be, oh, making sure you're doing your, you know, that you're stretching and doing mobility work and making sure you've got a good diet and making mm. sure you're getting plenty of sleep. Like that, that is training smart or that's training intelligently, mm. you know, because it's not, when you think about training, it's not just the time that you're on the mat. I actually, a video popped up recently and I believe it was Matt Fraser. And I mean, I don't follow CrossFit, but World I know. number one CrossFit. Yeah. Athlete, I mean, he's, Matt Fraser. Yeah. I think he's the one who like took over once Rich Froning mm-hmm. retired, mm-hmm. I believe. Like Matt Fraser. I don't know if he still competes or if he's retired or I don't know. I think he still competes. I'm not sure. Anyway, if you don't know who Matt Fraser is, type him into Google. He's the most dominant CrossFit athlete and regardless of what you think about crossfit there's he's undeniable he's absolutely undeniable the man's a specimen anyway i saw a a little video came up and he he essentially said uh it's something along the lines of oh i can't believe sleeping isn't a banned substance you know as in saying (laughs) like the importance of sleep for recovery to to be able to train properly and Mm. you know he went on about like his nighttime routine or at whatever time i don't eat after this time or i don't drink after this time or you know i don't use screens after this time and i've got blackout curtains and you know all this sort of stuff you know to do with going to bed and waking up and essentially being like i can't believe you know, this isn't a banned substance. It's so crucial to your, I mean, recovery, right? But recovery is part of training. You can't just have, you know, one, one or the other, right? Uh, 
so so training smarter you can look at it in that way like i said diet sleep you know all that but then there's also the side of it that we've spoken about on previous episodes of in, intentional training mm. you know uh deliberate training focus like intelligently focusing on a particular thing that you want to work on and improve on and i would have said this in previous episodes but uh, to give a very generalized statement analogy <laughs> statement rookie rookie <laughs> mistake analogy right? send it yeah, and i always say i i really like to simplify my <laughs> my analogies if i'm especially speaking to beginners right and you know, I'll say to because the average person by the time they come along to jujitsu has probably at least once or twice in their life had a gym membership. Not all the time, but majority of people, at least mm. that come into my gym, they for a period of time had a gym membership to Anytime Fitness or Fitness First. These are chain, uh, just weights gyms, mm -hmm. if you will, in Australia. And I'll say something along the lines of, well, you know, when you walk into the gym to do a workout, do you just walk in and go, oh, let's do a couple of bicep curls. I'll go over there, run on the treadmill for two minutes and then I'll, yeah, I guess I'll do five reps on the bench press. No, right? You, you might not be following a professional, uh, you know, workout routine that's been written specifically, specifically for you by a trainer. But I guarantee you, you're at least walking in there going like, oh, I'm doing, you know, well, let's say the classic, like, you know, like, you know, biceps and back or oh, today's leg day. You would at least know that probably even more than that, you would know the exercises you're doing and some idea of the reps and the weight or whatever. Again, maybe not a professional program that's been written for you, but you're not going to just be walking in going, I'm in here. I'll just fuck around. Yeah. Right. You would. Yeah. Oh, today I'm going to, I'm going to the gym to do cardio. I'm going to, you know, do five K's on the treadmill or something. You'd know, have an idea of what you're doing. Right. Yeah, totally. You know, uh, and you should anyway, you should, right. <laughs> I don't think many people just walk into a weights gym and just go, yeah. Right. And, but people do with jujitsu. Right. And I think it's because they feel like, so much of the training is out of their control. And I guess a lot of it is. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, f when the class starts, like the warm-up's out of your control. I, I mean, technically the warm-up's not out of your control because you could arrive five, 10 minutes earlier and do your own warm-up, right? Which I think is important mm. because the same sort of, the parts of your body that you have niggles with and that you feel need more attention are going to be different to mine, right? So the chance that the the classes warm up covers ticks every single box that you need to warm up and that student needs to warm up and that student needs to warm up a pretty a slim to none unless you want the warm up to take 45 minutes right so why not you know you, the, so the warm up you could argue is in your control but let's just say for argument's sake that you know from the time the class starts and ends you as a student the warm ups out of your control the techniques are out of your control. You know, how many rounds you're rolling, what the format is, you know, that's all out of your control. This is all things the instructor structures. Mm. However, when, when you're rolling, when you get to that portion of the class, and okay, sometimes the technique is in your control. It might be a class where it's open drilling as in you get to drill what you want or whatever, but let's take your standard class warm-up technique rolling. So people feel like it's not in their control and then they get to the – so they've gone through the warm-up just kind of fucking about, for lack of a better term, doing what they're told. They're doing the drilling, just doing what they're told, right? Then they get to the rolling and they just kind of fuck around. But the rolling is the portion of the training where you have autonomy. Okay, not all the time. Sometimes you're doing specific stuff when it's rolling. But, you know, if you're just doing five-minute rounds, ten-minute rounds or whatever, this is when the autonomy comes in where, okay, now this is your equivalent to walking into fitness first or anytime fitness. Train intelligently, work on what you want to be working on. And, and we've spoken about this. This is deliberate training, right? Having a focused approach opposed to just doing a few bicep curls and some push-ups, and now, you know, jump on the Stairmaster. Mm. But I think, like I said, it comes from this feeling of, well, I'm just a student in a class, so... I'm just working on 
I'm just doing what I'm told. No, right? Like if you went to, to school to learn a language, you're going to have, you know, imagine if at the end of every class you had a 20-minute period where it's like, okay, now you're going to practice the part of the language that you're struggling with the most or whatever. You know, you have that period of time where you're not just along for the ride. And yeah, we've spoken about that a lot before deliberate training. And I think that is the bit I lean towards the most when I think about training smarter, at least for me. Completely agree. When it comes to jujitsu, I think you've nailed it because a lot of it is out of your control, but a fucking lot of it is in your control. Yeah, at the same I, time. I think more than people realize oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is in their control. And, you, and you've spoken about, I think it was the episode on a specialist versus an all-rounder. Like, you know, you could go, if you go into your jiu-jitsu training, like, hey, for this, the next three months, I am working on my pressure passing system or I am working on deep half guard or I'm working on leg entanglements. You're not always going to get to those positions. That's right. But if you start working on them, you're going to start to see entries into your preferred whatever you're working on and it's going to open up more opportunities. You're going to be able to force yourself in those positions more than you normally would. But you can always get paired up with like someone two belts higher than you and then they're going to most likely be imposing their game on you. And there's nothing you can really do about that. You know, you just got to do what you can. But there is a lot within your control and that definitely falls under the category of, of training more intelligently, training smarter. Yeah. I... uh I, I, the more I think about surfing and jujitsu, the more sort of parallels and analogies I find. And it's actually quite interesting because an old student of mine, his name's Ethan Davis, who is a really, a really good surfer, not a professional surfer, but he's a very good, like, uh, he does local competitions and stuff like that. He's a good surfer. He writes for a surf magazine. I always, forget whether it's called stab or slab let me probably slab i know that i know but i think i'm thinking Surely it might not be stab i know that's why but now i'm thinking that maybe uh, it is stab imagine getting a subscription to stab this is what i signed up for <laughs> where's the stabbing uh, so it's like a surf magazine based out of byron bay no it is it is stab wow that's weird um yeah, and for the, for those that aren't familiar, Byron Bay is like internationally known for having some of the best surf in the world. So, yeah, I mean, well, at least that part of the coast, like yeah, Byron and north and, down, and yeah. south of Byron. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, it's a very beachy town. But he wrote an article about the sort of and you interviewed me for it. I don't think he even quoted me in the interview. So oh, fuck well. you, Ethan. But, uh, <laughs> no, Probably like, got edited out. Like, yeah, this, maybe. His editor's like, no, oh, this guy's fucking this But guy's I remember we, shit. we had a phone call about it, yeah. speaking about some of the parallels between surfing and uh, – and, and Which is ironic because you can't surf. That's right. I'm, I'm yet to learn how to swim. <laughs> and your jiu-jitsu is questionable as well. So Bro, one, once I outgrew floaties, I was like, yeah. well, I'm fucked now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and – you know, so I give lots of analogies with surfing. You know, I say to beginners, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, when you're in the beginning, it's like I've handed you a surfboard and I said, go catch a wave and you don't even know how to swim yet. Mm. You know, it's very overwhelming. And, but, you know, like you can have, yeah, lots out of your control, but a lot's in your control. It's the same with surfing. Like with jujitsu, you've, you can only control yourself. Okay. Yes, you can control your opponent, but, you know, you can only, uh, mentally you can only control what you're doing and you're working with a partner with another thing that does whatever it wants mm. and it's very it's the same in surfing right like you're working with a wave or the water or the ocean or whatever that you have no control o- over and so you can have this deliberate intelligent training and like you said, oh, I'm working on half guard, deep half or whatever. And you might not always end up there, but you're still going to be working on other stuff. Imagine if you were a surfer and you were like, oh man, today I'm going to, you know, I really want to improve my, you know, my right handers as in like, you know, my rights, catching waves that go right. But maybe not a lot of rights are breaking, you know, and more, you know, if you're just at a beach break or whatever, and maybe more lefts are breaking and, you know, you want to work with what you got or, oh man, I want to practice my, you know, my airs and maybe the waves aren't breaking. And not every single wave is going to break exactly the same. Like it's not always going to be there, but you're still surfing, you're still catching waves, you're still whatever, you know? So you're going to have a deliberate focused approach, but you're still forced to work on other shit yeah, totally. at the same time. So it's not like you're then, well, I'm not, 
I'm not gonna, I'm only gonna get better at this. You're still gonna get better at the other stuff, but you're just given a leg up to this one particular area that needs more help or that you wanna give more attention to. Yeah, I completely agree. And when we look at train smarter, not harder, I think the issue that maybe some people might gravitate toward in that phrase, like maybe yourself, I might be speaking for you here, but the, the whole, the not harder portion. The, the word not harder. So it's implying that you should not be training hard. Yeah. And that's I, where I have an issue with this. Like, I know we, fuck, we're like breaking it out a bit too much. Like, come on guys, like, holy shit. Yeah, it's semantics. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, semantics. And maybe, but it's important, I think, because I think that training hard is important. But depending on how hard you're training, it may be important for another area. It may not necessarily be important for your development as in like, you know, you're only going to get better during your really hard training sessions. That's not necessarily the case, but there's something to be said about training hard for mental fortitude, resilience. Yes, a hundred percent. So that's my, my issue with it. And I've actually spoken to people who are quite, you know, almost, almost really embrace the not hard as in that they think you should training, training harder hard. is detrimental nah. to, to your training. And, it's almost like that phrase should be trained smarter and harder, you know? Well, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, probably. Because for me, there's, you know, there's a period of time where I had heaps of friends that were like, oh, man, this is like such an outdated way to do it. Like they think that just just by going hard and whatever, they're going to get better and mm. this and that. And okay, yeah, some things you're going to take a more theoretical scientific approach to, you know, whether it's the theoretical side of jiu-jitsu or a scientific approach to recovery, uh, to recovery mm. or getting stronger and the repetitions mm-hmm. and rest time and all whatever. Yes, but man, the for me, the value that comes with just going hard and the the mental fortitude, like you said, the resilience that comes with it, the confidence that comes with it, you know, like I – feel better, stronger, faster. If I'm in shape, just doing heaps of like really hard rounds, even if man, just super hard scrambles. Like, why do you think wrestlers are so tough? Like just tough dudes. Fucking tough. It's because the training is so hard. I'm not saying it's not smart. It's very smart, but I mean, anyone who has wrestled or knows wrestlers or is trained with wrestlers would know how hard wrestling wrestling is man the average wrestling warm-up will break most jujitsu dudes yeah. like it's just fucking hard you know and hard training makes hard men and women so yeah is that a thing no uh, sort of yeah i mean yeah, i guess I yeah I, no i just meant like i'm not disagreeing with you i just wasn't sure if that was like some quote some ah, sort of thing or yeah, whatever, no, but, no, whatever but yeah like <laughs> i mean i think the training just training hard, man, yeah. until you break is super important. And I think it's, I mean, it's pretty- but Not rough. every week, obviously. Of course, you can't yeah. do it every day. And of course, like, you're not going to, uh, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, it's, it's worth tearing my rotator cuff because no. the mental fortitude. No, 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 no right? No. Not, that's just stupidity. Yeah. But, uh, we just don't, I think the whole summary of this, is you, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't want to not train hard because it's like you're trying to train smart instead. It's not one or the other. It's both. Yeah. Predominant, your predominant training should be training smarter. You should be considering recovery. You should be, you know, not going fucking balls to the wall every single role, trying to be a hero, you know, as though your life depends on it every single time. However, don't shy away from the hard sessions. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, I would say, well, the, the most important word in this phrase would be train. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it would be the the smarter aspect of it. Because if you know how to correctly train, if you know how to intelligently train, then you know how to train harder. Mm. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's not one or the other. Intelligent training includes knowing how to train like a fucking beast. Mm. Right? Like it's so, so important. And I see it all the time when I try to push my students really hard and then, and they break and I, and I keep saying to them, man, you're not even like, no, like, like you've got to keep going, get up, keep going. And let's say they're newer students who are preparing for their first ever competition, mm. let's say for example. And okay, there's n- nothing like the experience of actually competing, but you're trying to prepare them for that first ever experience. And 
I'll push them like they've never been pushed and they think that it's the most brutal training they've ever done or whatever. Then they go compete and afterwards they say to me, man, I thought that I was fit and ready. Like I didn't, I didn't realize how much harder that is. And you know, Oh man, what I learned from that is that I, I need to train more. I need to train harder. I need to be fitter if I want to compete again. I'm like, yeah, man, like you got like, it's That's what we've been saying. Yeah, it's yeah. such an important yeah. part of it. You can't just be like, but I've, how did I gas out in one minute? I've been so intelligent about my training. You know, I've been yeah. watching so many instructionals. I don't get it, man. You got to just so true. fucking get after it. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need sessions like that. Fuck. I thought we we're going to disagree, man, but we're like agreeing with everything. This is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know I what? Just I don't like your face. <laughs> just say, I disagree. Fuck training hard. No, I dude, I completely fucking agree. And I think once you've had those sessions that you're like, you know, everyone has surely if you've trained for long enough. You've had those sessions where you're like, I didn't think I was going to make it. Like that was, that stays with me for a long time. Like if you can remember a session you had six months ago, chances are that it was fucking hard. Yeah. So everyone's had those sessions. Those sessions allow you to, you know, when you're going into that hurt locker again, you know, it's, it's not new territory. I think that's really important. And for- I think it, I think it's been very well documented the like there's no there's no way you can train the mental you the thing that is standing between training the mental side of any sort of physical adversity that you need to push through i guess is when we're talking about like a sport right i'm not talking about <laughs> just to clarify i'm not talking about someone who has you know like a broken leg and like you know what you could what you got to do no just talking about it's very been well documented that in the military right the the way that you can't get to the mental side of training until you first break the physical you know and that's why you see you know, not all military training, but why when you get to those very elite squads, like, you know, just excuse my ignorance, but whatever, the Navy SEALs or whatever are the elite of the elite in whatever country's military they're called, where it's, you know, like a 90% fail rate or something, you know, that's why you see these videos, what looks like essentially torture, you know, these dudes doing man, the most abusive training. And I get it. Like it, I get that some people are like, that's abuse and you can't treat people like that. But at the same time, it's like, it's, yeah, well, that's it. A, they can tap out whenever they want. Right. But yeah, that's, you can only get to, to the mental side until you, you got to first break the physical side. Yeah. Right. Before you can be able to learn how to push through with the mental side. And that's yeah. why, you know, that's why, these, yeah, that's why they do it in the military. And that's why you have to be kind of put through that punish in the gym as well, in my opinion, if you want to get mentally tough and when you want to be able to still function when you start to physically break down. Yeah, it's not new. Like I think there's something comforting. It's it's a gift and a curse. And I've spoken about this when I spoke about like my second comp was, was more, I was more nervous than my first because I knew what to expect. But at the same time, it's sort of comforting because you've made it. You've been there before. Yeah. It's, it's not new. Like you've but, been in that hurt locker. Yeah, it's funny because yes, yes and no, right? It's it's comforting, but it's also a curse. So I'll mm. I'll tell you a couple of things that I've done and do in the gym that uh is yes, comforting for the mental side of your training, but also also a curse. So let's say whenever I'm doing some sort of training consistently I personally find it like harder to push whereas if I've only got to do it once it's easy Uh, to push so let's say for example I'm doing something like stair sprints and it's something I do three times a week every week I'm probably going to have you know a standard amount of repetitions I do of the set of stairs or whatever but let's say I'm just it's a workout that I'm just that I'm just throwing in and I might push a little bit harder and I maybe I do, you know, maybe I normally only do five sets. Whenever I've done these set of stairs throughout my life, I've only ever done five sets, right? And then on this particular training, I push through and I do six, right? And then it's like, it's like, yeah, but then also you've got this thing in the back of your mind and you're like, 
fuck, I've just proved what I'm capable of. So now Set next so now next time when I do five, I know I'm bitching out because I know I can do six. And, you know, that's a, a mental battle that I have. I don't know if other people have that, but I think they do because what I do in the gym sometimes, I haven't done this training in a long time actually, but I'll do something like, what was it that I did? I did it all. It's been a while actually. But it'll be... It'll be in my calendar, bro. Just <laughs> tell, me, tell me what you're talking about. Yeah, you'll find it for yeah, me. Bro. So it'll be something like this. Okay, like you're going to partner up and we're doing, you know, speed drilling, which I think is something that's super valuable, okay, speed drilling. If you don't know what that what that is, it's essentially, you know, drilling a technique that you know relatively well to try to increase the speed that you can do it at. So yeah, instead, of have, instead of having like, you know, oh, three minutes on the clock and just practice your knee cut pass, like you're going to be doing, you know, maybe a minute on the clock and, or maybe it's still three minutes, but I'm like, guys, I want every rep to be how you would do it in a roll. Mm. Like, you know, I can put in Leandro low knee cut and mm. look how quick and explode, put in the Nicky Rod and Cyborg fight from the last ADCC. Like I want you like, bam, like every rep, you know, or shooting double legs. You can't just like, Right, And I'll, what I'll do is I'll do something like, all right, guys, so we're going to have a mini competition, right? Partner up and you're going to do, uh, you know, knee cuts and we're going to see who can do the most in a minute, right? So I'll trick all the students, which now, well, not all the students in the gym listen to the I podcast. I know this fucking trick now. Yeah. But, yeah, but I'll trick all the students. I'll be like, guys, we're going to have a mini comp between all the pairs and see, you know, who can get the most knee cuts in a minute. And they'll be like, all right, go. And then they'll do it. Okay. Then after the minute, I'll get everyone to tell their numbers and I'll go, okay, joke's on you. There wasn't a comp. Well, there is, but the competition's against yourself. We're now going to do, you know, X amount more minute rounds. And now you, you've proved what you're capable of, yep. you know? So if Bastard. I said to you, Kieran, how many knee cuts can you do in a minute? And I just want you to show me and you do whatever, let's just say you do 20, right? And, but if I had said to you, all right, Kieran, we're going to do five one-minute rounds of yep. knee cuts. And this I want is the you to, benchmark. I would I want have gone half-ass. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And I said, 100%. I want you to do as many as you can in each minute. Yep. You'd probably do 15 because even if you don't want to, you'll mm. be pacing yourself. But yeah. if I trick you and make you think it's just one minute first, yep. right, and now I've gone, okay, well, now I know you can do 20 in a minute, so you better hit 20 for every single next set. Yeah, you used to do that with burpees and all. You've done all sorts of shit, but I know you trick now, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I quite often at least – uh, I find I like to I like to put consequence when I'm because I found that with the students in the gym, some of them are very good at just turning that mental switch on. Where I go, guys, like comp training, like let's, like let's fucking go. Some people are very good at just turning that switch on and being like, all right, let's go hard, mm. you know. And other people not so much. So I like to put consequences on the line. So some of the the things we do is something like. You know, if we're doing a one that I really like, nice and simple, all right, Kieran, you and I are going to roll. You know, the only way to win is – it's not submission only. It's going to be whatever, a 10-minute round. But the only way to win is be up on submissions at the end of the round. So if we both had one submission, it would be a draw. If I subbed you five times but you subbed me six times, you would win. You know, points don't matter. The only way to win is sub discrepancy. There's – we each start the round with five burpees each in our pocket. If at the end it's a draw, we each do our five burpees. If at the end I won, you do my five. So you have to do 10 in total. Mm. And if you won, I'll have to do 10 in total. That's one I like to do to put consequences on the line. Another one I like to do is just saying like, all right, however many points are scored on you, that's how many burpees you've got to do. Something that makes people be like, oh man, I would prefer to put in the physical effort right now in the role that I'm doing because – that's going to be less painful than what I'll have to do if, if I don't, you know, I, I like that trick to sort of not it's trick, good. but it's, just it's an incentive. incentive to yeah. be like, guys, like I need you to go, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's inconsequential as in like 10 burpees isn't going to kill you. It's not like all oh, the consequences you, you lose a leg, but it's enough. Putting something on the line is enough. Like you've probably pet analogy time. You've <laughs> probably played poker with your mates before. And when you're playing poker with like chips and if there's no actual money involved, it could be so insignificant, but people, you know, play kind of like silly. They got, they That's go right. all in yeah. on silly hands. Cause it's, there's no consequences. So it's kind of boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, poker yeah, yeah. with no money is boring. I don't know why. Yeah. I but don't if, play poker, but I agree. It's- yeah. If you had $5, $5, that's it in the pot and you, you stood a chance of winning 
$25 or whatever, depending on obviously how many people, it's insignificant. But as soon as a dollar value is associated with that and you actually get something for winning, then the, it's so much more fun. It's That's so much right. more re- rewarding because there's consequences for your actions. Yeah. There's consequences for losing. And it's the same here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like I said, some people can just switch that switch on, mm. but other people can't. Uh, but it does <laughs> remind me of probably one of the hardest roles I've ever had in my life. I've only just recently remembered this story in, in preparation of this episode. One of my friends um, uh, back in Brazil, Bruno, we were, I think, both blue belts at the time. And I remember, I don't know, super nice dude. Like we're still friends. I mean, I don't speak to him very often because we're in different countries and it's just how life goes. But if I ran into him tomorrow, we wouldn't skip a beat. Super nice dude, got on really well together, trained together and everything. But at this time there was, I don't know, we partnered up to roll and I can't remember why or how, but there was just this, like it's fucking on dude with zero, zero animosity. Right. But, and we went so hard, so hard. I can't remember how the role played out, but I remember once the timer finished, I was, I think I had lost the role or whatever, whether it was points or if he, he subbed me. Bruno was definitely at that point in time, better than me for sure. Uh, even though like I was bigger than him, like, and heavier than him, like he was definitely better than me. Uh, I like to think I got his number now, right? but <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. He's, he's got those Brazilian genes. But any, <laughs> anyway, he was definitely better than me. And, uh, and yeah, but I remember after the round ended and I was just like, I was like, we go, let's go again. And, and he was like, okay. And he, I remember when he tells the story as well, because we've spoken about it since he was just like, bro, like when you wanted that next round, holy shit. It was just like, it was you know that meme of uh, – it's from a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and that the the black guy who – Oh, the, the, the handshake. Yeah, I believe yeah, it's yeah. the actor. I don't yeah. know his name who plays uh, the guy in, in Happy Gilmore who gets his hand bitten off by the crocodile. I have no idea, man. No, anyway, no, I believe no. it's that actor and people have made a meme where they, you know, where they walk up and they, they shake hands. And, and they're then, just like – yeah, but have you seen the one where other, it like yeah, yeah. cuts to a? Have you? Oh man! Now man, explaining memes is is so no no people. Uh, I wonder if I will I be able to get away with playing this audio? Or no, you? definitely not. Don't play any audio. Oh, <laughs> you make my job ten times harder. So I have to Arnold, fucking edit it out. Arnold. So we're talking about a meme. Schwartz I'm pretty there, sure I know the one where they both go to shake hands and they're like trying to outmuscle each other with the handshake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The meme is like the, the biceps, and they're just. They're yeah, going at each what's other. it from? From Predator. Dylan, yeah. you son of a bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a, I'll show you after. There's a funny one where that's turned into like, not a, like in, into a meme. But anyway, it's kind of like that. Like our hand, you know, it was like the role. Yeah. You know, or it was like, you know, Dragon Ball Z where two things, two like fireballs have been cast at each yeah. other. It was like, yeah. like this big <laughs> atomic blast. I yeah. remember it was. I mean, I don't. I've never, I've never puked from a workout. Oh, I have, yeah. But I remember being, I remember that being one of the. I don't know. I, I just can't. I've never replicated that role since. I mean, I've had super hard roles since mm. then. But it's still one of my favorite memories of my time in Brazil. Actually, was that wow. incredibly, incredibly punishing role. Wow, it was so good. I've had some tough roles. I mean, I've had, when you were telling the story, I've had similar roles with Toby. Like we've just rocked in and both of us just wanted it. And we're like, yep. And we, it's, it's an unspoken agreement. We're just like, yeah, this is on. Like, this is going to be fucking, this is going to be rough and we're going hard. And I've had sessions where we did the first role and then we did the last role. Those are tough. Those are tough because whoever won the first one is trying to settle the score in the last one. That's right. So whenever you roll someone twice in the one session, you know, it's fucking on. That's right. It's like the, the, the go to. But I think yeah, I tell you, you know it's on when I call you for a second role, like straight away. Yeah, you've done that. You once. can tell. You can tell it's because I wasn't happy with how the yeah. first first role played out, and whether it's because I don't know. It, it there'll be something in that role. Maybe it was a submission, a pass, a sweep. Maybe it was a sweep that I failed. Whatever it was, but there'll be something I wasn't happy about. And that's one of the few times I definitely use the whole like unspoken pulling rank thing. Yeah, where you know. 
sub, you know, then you've moved off to go with someone else. And I'll be like, nah, man, Kieran's with me again. I remember you know? exactly what you said to me. The one time you did that, you said, I got some good news. I got some bad news. Good news is that's a really good role. Bad news is we're going again. <laughs> it's like out of a movie, bro. I'm like, fuck um, you. Because in my mind, I remember thinking, like, thank God that's over. Like, you, you know when you were saying, what, like- Can you remember what happened? I do remember I do that. remember what I do remember. remember what but happened. What, what happened in the role? Uh, I caught you with a heel hook. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, no. Was it a heel hook? No, I caught you with a choke. With, my big, with my big heels. No, no, no. Not those, I'm not confusing those roles because they were like- Sim, like they were close in time. Oh, frame. I get heel hooked all the time. No, Whenever no, no. I, I caught you, footsies. I caught you in a in a RNC. How did I let that happen? I don't know. You were not happy about it. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. That was the first the first time ever. Really? Yep, yep, yeah. And you're like, that was good. It was in no gate. I, I don't know. I think I just caught you. Just jumped me back and it just got it. Yeah. Um. It's funny because yesterday, so like you you would know like it's not like every single role I roll as if it's you know. Uh, competition or, yeah. or like let's let's go mm. straight out the bat or whatever <laughs> and was it uh not last night the night before i was roll so i have actually have two funny anecdotes uh <laughs> so i was rolling with jonas who's one of our students who is very aggressive not as in like fuck you aggressive is and he's just hunting like, the sub he's just hunting non-stop attacks yeah yep. like he you know, which is such a good quality. Yeah. Then we start the role and I just kind of like went, you know, and I'm sitting down, so mm. about to play guard and he's standing up and I was just like, oh yeah, high five knuckles. And he was just like, wham. And he just like jumped a mounted triangle on me. <laughs> Holy like, shit. I was like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that came out of nowhere. Fuck, <laughs> you know? awesome. But um, man, I was rolling with Nicholas last night. It's, it was fucking hilarious. So I was rolling with Nicholas and we're rolling. He's a blue belt, yeah. He's a blue belt. We're rolling no gi. And anyway, like Nicholas is much smaller than me and a blue belt, right? Not, not saying that blue belts can't give you a hard roll, but he's much smaller than me. And so I'm kind of just like rolling with him. Nicholas is very good. I'm just like rolling with him, blah, blah, blah. And like I sweep him, pass him or whatever. And then I can tell him start, he starts throwing up a buggy choke. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of like chilling inside control. And I was like, you know, it wasn't like I let him do it, but I thought in my mind, I was like, oh, I wonder if he even can, because Nicholas is much shorter than me. I was mm. like, I was kind of curious, like, oh, I wonder if he's even actually going to be able to close his legs. And then he locked it in and I, <laughs> and then I went to chuckle to myself to be like, oh, he got it. And then as I like kind of breathed out, right, my mouth just like blew a full on raspberry on oh. his belly. <laughs> like it just went. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I started laughing hilariously because I blew a raspberry on his belly. And as I took a big breath in after laughing so hard, yeah. his rash guard just oh. went. <laughs> and then oh I was like, God. what? <laughs> Did you tap? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was super funny. It was hilarious. Oh, I was like, I've, I've, you know, and then at the end of class, I was like, all right, guys. So what did we learn today? Blowing raspberries doesn't get you out of buggy chokes. Don't try it. <laughs> That's <know>? gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your your rash guard is like when you're doing top heavy uh, pressure has sucked into my mouth. Oh, like it so many times. So it's like you're getting gross. waterboarded. Oh yeah, it's so gross. Yeah, but it was it, it was quite funny. Um, going back to talk, we briefly spoke about the you know preparing for first competitions and how you have to train harder and whatever. I want to give a shout out to. Um, one of my students who also listens to the podcast rocks our rash guard actually. Um, and <laughs> Jonty had his first competition and man, he did really well. He did really well, but I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a little bit of fun of you, Jonty. And it's all in love. It's cause I love you. And, uh, and, and you did really well, man. He's, he was probably the most nervous I've ever seen someone really? rock up to a competition. Bro, he was shitting bricks. And I feel really bad because I didn't stay for his match. Like I, he was really late in the day and, you know, I had already been there. Yeah. And then there was like a big window between one of the students' fights and then the next bunch of fights. And I was like, man, I got to go look after my son. Like mm. it was also it was a Sunday. I just couldn't be there all day for that particular one. So I, I do feel really bad. But when he, when he arrived – Holy shit. He was so, so nervous, bro. <laughs> Poor Jonty, man. Jonty, I love you. You did awesome. He comes up to me and he's like, so, uh, so if I'm like, if I'm like 
in a Kimura, are they allowed to break my arm? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, uh, it's encouraged. Yeah, it's yeah. encouraged. I'm like, well, well, if you don't tap, and he's like, well, how do I know when to tap? And I say, well, when your arm's about to break. <laughs> How do I know when to tap? It's like reverted to it, like yeah. dude. It was like it was like he it was like he forgot everything. Wow! And then he said to someone else, he was like, "So like, if if I get to put to sleep, do I wake up?" <laughs> no, bro, you uh, sleep no, forever. No, you, you go and skis. Yeah, poor dude. But um, man, oh, he did man. he did awesome. And then That's I so good. I watched the video of his fight, and I was really proud of him. You know, it wasn't very often. And John T hasn't been training that long. Um, I always forget with the in and out of lockdowns of COVID and whatever. I can't remember if he started before lockdowns or not. But anyway, maybe six months, maybe less. Is two or three stripes on his white belt. And uh, yeah, man, he did really well. Very often you see in a white belt competition, especially if it's their first comp, just very like uh, spazzing and yeah. just like no, it wasn't. And, it wasn't yeah. like that at all. Like I watched the the recording of his. So he fight. actually did jujitsu. Yeah, he did. It was awesome. I mean, it was just a it was just a good white belt match. You know, he unfortunately lost the match, but that doesn't matter. You know, he. Mm. I say That's to awesome. all my students for their first comp, man, I don't care if you get subbed in two seconds. I honestly don't care. Mm. Not because I don't care about you, but because. At this point, the result is not important. It's mm. making weight, like doing your registration, rocking up, shaking the ref's hand, walking out onto mat. Having the all, balls to fucking go. Yeah, all that is experience. That's and understated, man. Like, because a lot of people, and even people at our gym, you know, they don't compete for whatever reason they don't like it. But there's some people that have never competed and maybe they're a blue belt or whatever. And I think at some point you got to really look at yourself and be like, you know, do I even have the balls to get out there? Yeah, and you know, I Some always so I say, well, you they go, oh, I lost, I lost my first match. I'm like, yeah, you still beat everyone who didn't register. Hundred percent, you did. You know? Which sounds like a lame. No, no, it's true. Thing it's to say, it's so yeah. true. Uh, this is a call out. Every everyone at our gym that's never competed before at blue belt, you wimps. You suck. You scared? Uh, yeah. I've been so scared. What are you scared for? Yeah, I mean, just do it. See, John. Come on, no, John- you, Rob. You never yeah, competed, bro. Yeah. Why are you scared? You're scared, bro. <laughs> He's just scared. Yeah, I think he's on a boat at the moment. I don't a, care. He's yeah. scared. <laughs> <laughs> but Jonty came out of that uh, with no broken arm, and he was not put to sleep. He did great. the The, the footage was yeah, just a a, a white belt match, just mm. a good white belt match. There was no like, oh my god, this is like painful to watch. This is yeah. like spaz territory. No, <laughs> you know, and he. Um, I can't remember exactly how it played out, but like he, you know, got his back taken and did a proper back escape, escaped the back. And like, it was a good match, you know? So, um, but yeah, it was just funny how nervous he was. And, but yeah, afterwards he said it was awesome. Best experience of his life. And he can't wait for the next one. Perfect. So what a boss, Jonty. There's some other little sort of points I want to go over. Uh, I've personally kind of wrapped up my talking about training smarter versus harder. Yeah, I, th- I feel like maybe we can explore that um, further detail. Like, I do want to do an episode how to train smarter, if that makes sense. Yeah, like That's not what like this a, was about. Like, yeah. this was really more about like, hey, don't forget to train hard, you, you little bitch. No, <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about some ADCC news. Yeah. So unfortunately, Lucas Lepre pulled out of ADCC injury, right? No, that's not what I heard. Oh, I haven't. I, I just assumed. I just saw the. I, I saw the um, ADCC post yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of default to thinking. Yeah. Oh, if anyone at this stage is pulling out, they probably yeah. got injured. Yeah, it would be a good assumption to make. Uh, I read his post uh, in Portuguese. I don't know if he put one up in English. I thought you were about to say. I don't know if you speak Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard you try to pronounce Portuguese, bro. I have a, I have a, I have a fear about mispronouncing people's names or like misremembering people's names. So I, I think that I was thinking about this this morning. Ironically, uh, I was looking at some of our previous episodes, and I think that because I have that like weird irrational fear that it makes it worse when I go to pronounce names. I just like default for it to be really bad. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you just lean into it. Yeah, lean know? into my fucking yeah, fear and make yeah. it exacerbate it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, opposed to being like opposed to pronouncing it really poorly, but trying to pronounce it correctly, yeah. you're just like, nah, just lean into being real shit at it. <laughs> so anyway, Lapri. <laughs> Was that a, a correct attempt or, or taking the piss just, attack? Just leaning, bro. Just leaning. It's it's like um, I don't know. If, actually, I don't know which is correct because now I've heard. Well, it's it's lepery, right? But mm. now now 
a different word. So one of the most famous beaches in the world, but especially in Australia, is Bondi Beach, right? Mm. It's most. It's one of the most famous beaches in the world. Yeah. And uh, my dad always pronounces it Bondi, and I'm like, Bondi. Is it How a- do you pronounce it? Bondi. Oh, okay. That's pretty much the same pronunciation. It's just no, a different it's inflection. Okay. Yeah, which is very, very important. Oh, yeah, sort of. But that that's fucking minute. Like, okay. Whenever I, I say, you know the TV show Breaking Bad. Yeah. Apparently I pronounced that wrong. It's not Breaking Bad. It's Breaking Bad. It's the same fucking thing, right? I'm Wait, saying the sorry, same sorry, thing. Sorry, say it again. So I say it Breaking Bad. And whenever I say that in front of my fiance, she's like, no, it's Breaking Bad. She puts the inflection on bad. And well, she's like, why are you different. saying it like two breaking bad? You know what I mean? She's like, why are you always like <laughs> breaking, bad? breaking bad? Yeah, breaking bad. But that's how I say that's breaking, breaking bad. bad. So I, I go well, breaking two bad words. and go down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. This is this is some shit fucking shit tier podcasting. But it does make a difference, especially in, well, I mean, for Portuguese, it's super important. Yeah, it would change the meaning of the word. Yeah, so like- the, the meaning of the phrase. Like for example, well, I'll give you this, right? So- I'll give you the same word. It's actually spelt differently, but it's going to sound the same. So the word, if I say commie, or if I put the inflection on the last syllable, commie, they mean two different things, mm. right? So like inflection is super important. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, um, but anyway, like what do you say? Bondi or Bondi? Bondi. Yeah, Bondi, right? Yeah, it's Bondi. It's not Bondi. Yeah. That's like no, saying Bond-I. Yeah. But it's Bondi. No, inflection is super important I agree. Well. Inflection like, is I mean, super important. Yeah. But fuck off. Breaking bad is how I say it. Shut up. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think there's heaps of words that would be like, you know, really, really important. Yeah. It would change the meaning. Like, I don't know. Well, even if you say like the way you say something like fuck off or fuck off. Yeah. Completely different. Well, there, I mean, completely different meaning. Yeah. But that's different because there's not even multiple syllables there. What do you mean? There's two syllables. Fuck off. They're two words. <laughs> <laughs> They're two single syllable words. Yeah. You run yeah, it yeah, together. Yeah. It's phrase shut yeah, up yeah <laughs> anyway anyway what did you find out from reading lucas lepre's instagram post in portuguese uh so he didn't really say much actually like he didn't give a specific reason other than well he gave a reason but uh he essentially just said that he didn't have the time to train for it correctly and that he mm. you know that uh, Mo and ADCC and his students and his friends and family and his fans and everyone, like they deserve, if he's going to compete, they deserve- The best of him. They deserve yeah. 100% lepre and not yeah. some half-assed lepre. And, um, you know, for that, he he's decided to pull out. And, mm. you know, you he was that? really sad about it. Well, I mean, uh, firstly, he doesn't have it. I- in our last episode, we spoke about ADCC yeah. and I said how much I wanted Lepre to win yeah. this ADCC because it's the only title he doesn't have. Uh, so you could argue he does have more to prove, but he doesn't have anything. Not, not prove, as like right? a, his career-wise. No, as in a competitor. Right. No one's expecting him to do anything. Like no one's expecting something from him because he's he, – He's that's accomplished kind of so much, the poorly. best lightweight yeah. in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, six-time world champion. He's got his own gym. He's got yeah. his wife and his – daughter and everything yeah and then someone else told me who they know who trains there said that he hadn't been coaching much like he'd or training much sorry he'd just been super focused on like his business and like his other you know his gyms that are opening and his family and everything and i think i I guess that's like you know seems like he's done from competition yeah he might be maybe he's i don't know if he's officially retiring now like maybe he should but you know I, mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if he competed and then retired. Yeah. But uh, I'm wondering if he's, I don't want to say throwing in the towel because that assumes giving up. Right? He's, you know, he, yeah. Lepre would be what, mid-30s and like I said, multiple-time world champion. He, yeah. You know, he's going on to that next phase of his career now. But if he doesn't compete at this ADCC, I think like we sort of said about a couple of people competing in this ADCC, this is probably the last time we're going to see them. At you least know, at in this ADCC, level, at, yeah. at, you know, an ADCC is like by default has become the biggest competition in the sport. So if he was like seriously pursuing his career as an active competitor, I would argue that he wouldn't be pulling out. So I'd say, I mean, without knowing anything else, and this is me being an armchair quarterback or Monday morning quarterback, whatever they call it, he's probably done. This is him throwing, like, you know, retiring. Yeah, might be, which would be sad not to see him compete one more time, but mm. you know. 
can't do it forever. Yeah. Uh, and also on ADCC News, so Robert Drysdale has a, this is like a little news roundup. It could be like a segment. <laughs> uh, Robert Drysdale has apparently been going around messaging a lot of of the Brazilians who are competing in ADCC, telling them to boycott it and not go because ADCC is just the Gordon Ryan show and that and whatever. And I he's wow. Got, okay, I can actually bring up the the actual what here. Oh, it might have disappeared. Hang on. Did I screenshot it? Let me tell you, because I actually I read the. And for those that don't know, who who's this Drysdale character? It's gone. Fuck, the story's gone. Who is this bloke? Bro, Gordon Ryan hates him. So Robert <laughs> Drysdale is a. Yeah, I believe he won ADCC, didn't he? He's a fourth degree black belt. He's a <sighs> MMA fighter. Blah 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 blah. I don't know his actual. Just like straight yeah. off his bio. Yeah, he's won ADCC, submitted Marcelo Garcia. Um, oh, my God. Someone's compared him to Michael Phelps, which is a joke. Uh, but anyway, like whether you like him or hate him, there's been some controversial stuff like of, you know, uh, um, fixing fights and stuff like that. Anyway, I couldn't be bothered going down that whole trash talky stuff. He's still a... Very good jujitsu fighter. Mm-hmm. I, I know that by Gordon Ryan standards, he calls the shit as, the second best person in the world not good at jujitsu. So yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> just take that with the way you want. But anyway, uh, the his story has gone. I didn't screenshot it, but apparently has been sending around this message to a bunch of the Brazilians saying not not to compete and we should boycott it. It's like, what a fucking piece no of shit. No one's going to boycott it. No man. one. No. What? Oh, yeah, because you, who some dude has told me not to go, I'm going to throw, throw away one of the, the best opportunities in my life. Yeah. I mean, that, that it's kind of silly to say that ADCC is just the, the Gordon Ryan show. Because, I mean, Gordon Ryan's in the super fight, right? And the yeah. Andre Galval, Gordon Ryan super fight is what is the, the marketing value of that is what's driving the ADCC sales. Yeah, that's right. So why wouldn't you market it? Yeah. That's like saying that, you know, say if you had a swimming, just to take the the previous example of another athlete, say you had a swimming meet that Michael Phelps was competing at. And why you, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you use it, yeah, it use him right. to market it? And that's like saying, oh, boycott this swimming meet. It's just a Michael Phelps show. Yeah, well, yeah, he's one of the best swimmers in the world. Yeah, that's right. Gordon Ryan is one of the best jiu-jitsu, if not the best no-gig grappler in the world right now. So why wouldn't he be the, the marketing yeah. And and if you're someone like, I mean, not to throw him under the bus, but like internationally renowned, he's not really there. He's Jeremy Skinner, right? If you're someone like Jeremy Skinner and you're going to ADCC, it's your first time, no one's going to know you. If for whatever reason, if Jeremy was picked to be the marketing uh, aspect of ADCC, everyone's like, what gonna, the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's not, not, not going to have the same weight. So yeah, for someone like right. Jeremy or or uh, any other Australian or anyone really that's, that's competing at ADCC that doesn't have as much pull as Gordon Ryan, they benefit from that because more eyeballs are going to be on ADCC. Therefore, more eyeballs are going to be on all the competitors. That's right. Yeah. This this guy is thinking about it as like a you know a, a, a one's mentality, a, a zero-sum game. It's, it's not a zero-sum game. Everyone benefits. Through my pen, <laughs> so mad. I just threw my pen. Everyone benefits from this, but uh, whatever, dude. Yeah, put your head anyway. in. You washed up. He, he can't pull his head in. His head's massive. Mate, I think photos. he just wants the attention. This is probably like a marketing thing. Don't forget about me. <laughs> Don't forget about me today. Yeah. I'm, I'm Drysdale. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, dude. I'm a Drysdale. Don't even know who you are. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> the last time you said that, we took a break and found out the dude died. Yeah, dude. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, I regret that. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was going to mention, I don't think I'm going to bother because it's kind of flogging a bit of a dead horse. It, had, it was this something that popped into my mind after an Instagram post that I saw and um, nah, we have other episodes on it. So I'm going to leave that news roundup. For, this is like the weekly roundup with Adam Charles. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> this could be a segment. I'm going to leave it for, for another time or we've spoken about it so much. It might just be an off-air discussion between me and my pretend friends. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him I said hi. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd be there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are they pretend people or people that pretend to be your friends? Look, I'll take either. 
I'm I'm struggling to get either at the moment. Fuck me. Yeah, I know. It's like once I give a belt or a stripe and someone realizes that they're not due for a little while, they just stop picking up the phone. Yeah. I don't even have your number saved. (laughs) (laughs) New phone, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Kira speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. shit. Um, Yeah, well, I, I think that might do it. I'll leave that story for another time, if at all. Um, but yeah, let's start training smarter and harder. Yeah. Train hard. Bro, you got to train hard. Yeah. Like, fuck, you just got to get after it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like, you know, you geez. and David Goggins would get along well. Yeah, bro. I reckon he's soft. <laughs> he looks spongy. Yeah. He ain't soft. No, get, hard. I, uh, get hard. I remember hearing someone, it was someone talking about like their favorite, David Goggins story and it mm. was uh, was one something to do with him running a marathon or or something when I don't know his shoes fell apart or I don't know it was just bleeding yeah, yeah it was yeah. just something there's a million of those with Goggins he's done that fucking a thousand times yeah where he just pretty much ended up in the ICU yeah after the marathon yeah, or both something his like knees that. get drained and he's still running and yeah right yeah all right well I think that's a good place to leave it. This was episode 107. Next episode, we have a very special guest on. We've already announced him. So stay tuned for 108 where we have uh, Jordan from Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu. He is joining us on the podcast. We uh, had an awesome conversation. Although well, I'm we, not, I, I'm I say not. we, I mean I. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't get invited. Adam wasn't invited. Fuck Adam. Um, no, just to clarify, I don't like Jordan. So I didn't know. <laughs> no, it was uh, Jordan's in, in Canada, in Toronto. Yep. Uh, Toronto? Yes. Yeah. Oh, near, very close. Uh, so the time zone thing, I mean, although I- We recorded you know, at like midnight. At like midnight. Yeah. And at, by that time, I'm, you know, for me to be here at Kieran's house, at that time, I'm usually on the other side of his window. Yeah. Looking in. Licking so, it. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be weird if <laughs> yeah. I was inside. Yeah. It would yeah, have just but, thrown you off. Yeah. But I know we are going to do a future episode with him where it'll be- Yes, we are. Know, yeah. Because this episode as well, is kind of talking about some other- Unrelated, a very beyond, specific theme. Yeah. yeah, it's not necessarily the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast, mm. and Jordan teaches Jiu Jitsu. Yes, I mean it, it is because obviously yeah. you're there, but you guys have worked on a project together, and yeah. you're going to be talking about that and everything. But we'll be hosting the podcast episode as well as on his platform. It'll yes. be on both. Yep. And then at a future date, we'll have you and I and Jordan, the, th- the three of us yeah. doing, doing like a So a, we're having a, future a, episode. a very first bonus episode, if you will, because we recorded two episodes and one of them is for Jordan's podcast, which is Jordan Talks Jiu-Jitsu. And that will be hosted on this, this platform. And both of the episodes will also be hosted on Jordan's platform. So, you know, Pick your poison wherever you want to listen to it. Yeah, ideally on ours. I mean, ideally on, on ours. Fuck help, help. <laughs> <laughs> help brother out. He's big help, help, help the analytics, bro. Come on. Right. Uh, <laughs> drop a like. Um, yeah, so that is coming next week. So this is a heads up if you listen to the episodes whenever they launch, which I know a lot of people do. Uh, just, you know, that's a bit of a, yeah, bit of a what's coming up. Yeah, there you go. Nice outro. Yep. And uh, submit your questions for the episode 110. That is coming up very, very soon. We're recording that uh, in about a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we have some audio questions. So if you want to scrape yours in, I think we have enough room for one or two more. So submit your audio questions for the next uh, Ask a Black Belt segment, which is episode 110. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. uh, Thank you for listening. If you need anything, catch us on our Instagram. Otherwise, have a lovely day and we will catch you next week.